0: The same old, same olds this week
1: after a good week of Magic Round, week of footy. Yeah, no, Yourself? it's uh, yeah, same old, same old as our Riveting Off Air <laughs> conversation alluded to. If you notice here, actually, for those watching YouTube, you can see how I do my tips in the background. i just uh, I should realized. probably start
0: using my dark um, better than what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a bit like that these days, but yeah, Magic Round is in the book, the fifth Magic Round, uh, and uh, it was pretty good, wasn't it, David?
0: No, no it wasn't. Except for your sh- <laughs> no, the your weekend team. was good. Sharks are rubbish. I don't think they've won a game at Magic Ground now three years in a row. So. Oh really? Gone yeah, fantastic. <laughs> they've got like a winning record of thirty percent up there as well, I heard during the week. So wow. they obviously like Suncor. <laughs> Uh hopefully we'll get a
1: couple of friends on the show. We had to hoped to have someone on today, but personal issue there. But hopefully next few weeks we'll catch up with them as well. Uh, good man action, but our Magic Round correspondent. But I uh, thought it we lived up to the hype. The weather was good. The track ended up surprisingly good. It probably got better as the weekend went on. And um, I thought the only, thing mench- only other thing I'll mention is I thought Fox did a pretty good job of conveying and I don't know whether it's just sort of a subconscious thing because obviously we've been up there and know what's involved, but I thought they did a pretty yeah. good job of conveying how, how much fun the round is
0: and how good the atmosphere is up there. Um, what do you think? Yeah, exactly the same, mate. Uh, good to see we didn't see um, some of the stories that we saw out of Magic Ground last year with um, some, crowds, some patrons getting stuck into each other. I don't think yeah. we saw any of that this year, which is... Um, just good to see it. It looked like a really good carnival atmosphere up there again, and I can't wait to get up there again next year. Yeah, definitely. Uh,
1: uh, every yeah, everything across the board was well done, and um, all reports are good. Uh, no judiciary either. There's no targeting of high shots. No one got banned. It was just a handful of fines, which we don't even really need to talk about. So,
0: so that yeah, I think they went a little bit soft on the head highs, to be honest, considering <laughs> what they brought in last year. Depends on you. Ask. one or two I thought could have got pulled up, but um, that goes.
1: Depends who sponsors you ask, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> not saying anything else. I have enough penance fans shouting at me. Uh, just quickly, yeah. As I said, there's not a great deal of um, judiciary news. In fact, none to come out. Injury wise, so a
0: fine did he? Yeah, every cop to find.
1: Yeah, yeah, he has heaps of fines. There's four fines uh, yeah. uh, from the from all the bins. Um, Injury wise. Four HIAS capable and four are being monitored, but could have been named this week. Moses and Butcher uh, were category one, so they'll miss a game this round. Yeah, the other injury uh, was Bateman's hamstring, which happened in, uh, at least to my knowledge, it? yeah, happened um, during the warm up there and was complaining some tightness. He's been named this week, so again, we'll see what happens there. So, I guess the the, ter- the biggest talking point is um, the uh sponsor from the warriors the chief of the ones jason paris gave uh, had a crack at the referees uh just it's this week's storm a teacup isn't it
0: yeah i think so um realistically <laughs> as a um <clears throat> a sponsor of a club he probably really shouldn't be going out of his way to say that kind of stuff i understand um yeah there was a there was a lot of there was a few 50-50s in that game and uh, it didn't seem like any of them did go the warriors way but to come out and say that they've been systematically cheating against the Warriors for a while. Like you see it from all the fans as well. <laughs> um, I don't understand. don't really understand that. But you go, but like you just, um, Warriors have been horrible for <laughs> four or five years now. Um, this year, yes, they've been fantastic compared to previous seasons, but it's just a simple thing. The, t- the team on top seems to roll and they don't, get penalised as much as a team that's um, not playing as well in every, pretty much every game, every weekend. So <laughs> there may be some sort of subconscious bias thing there. But once a team's up and rolling, it's pretty hard to pull up the momentum and give away penalties when you've got momentums. So. Uh,
1: yeah, that's, I think Graham Annesley more or less said the same thing, said, well, the better teams attack more, so they're going to receive more penalties, having more ball. But, yeah. Look, I, I thought we'll get to that game, but I... Th- I thought there were a couple of calls that were probably advantageous or the timing seemed to suit Penrith more than the other, but uh, yeah, what am I going to say? Matt Checkin responded today. The referee's boss apparently have sought legal action. I'll just read out his quote here. Uh, we feel strongly enough to seek legal opinion and based information will pursue whatever means necessary to ensure that it's a deterrent for anyone who thinks about making such comments around bias. We feel the comments made by this person don't reflect 99 percent of people that know anything or follow rugby league uh i'll just leave that there i think
0: <laughs> i'd argue your percentages <laughs> so would i that's why just i'm just give gonna me, leave give it me 10 there. seconds i'm gonna get this yellow idiot about to get tangled up in my cable oh, yeah go for it uh so apart from that what can you say? It's it's pretty sad when you start to resort to saying things like that. The referees, I uh, don't think, intentionally going against anybody at any time. But um, what, do you, what do you do if people get passionate and get pissed off when their team loses? Um, it, it, a couple of arguable calls. Ford one, I think, was a, at the end of the day, was a hip drop. Could have been a penalty without a and without us in bin and you move on. But um, the jumper punch is a jumper punch, and I dare say that he probably deserved 10 minutes for being an idiot. So... Yes. Yeah, I, I think so.
1: Uh, we saw, uh, I thought by and large, most of the high shots were handled pretty well, penalty and move on and for the round. So, you know, it was what it was. There's no uh, no over-the-board stuff for the rest of the round. Look, last uh, in the last two years, Queensland teams up there are seven from seven. So uh, <laughs> maybe something to keep in mind this time next year. Uh, four from yeah. four this week. And they, cle- they were a queen- clean sweep last year. Uh, so, yeah, maybe, maybe it's a, a target round for some of these. Uh, we saw, we'll saw all forms of weather. Uh, the track, as I said, I thought uh, we had grave concerns Friday night and as it seemed to dry out apart from when the rain came, it didn't really put a dampener on the last game. So all things all things vehicle was pretty good.
0: Yeah, they just seemed to keep collecting the divots and filling them up with sand and it seemed to actually get a little bit firmer underfoot by halfway through Saturday. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well for them.
1: Any, any other news you want to touch on or...?
0: No,
1: not realistically. Not really cool. Any other news in the world you want to touch on, David?
0: Don't get me started on that. All That's right. another whole three-hour podcast. Service. Okay, we'll save that for
1: summer. <laughs> um, yeah, let's get into it. As you said, four from four for the Queensland teams, but it kicked off six p.m. Friday with a funny old game. Uh, the Raiders realistically should have won by more, I'd have thought, but thirty-four to thirty, the uh, final score to kick us off in Magic Round. What the stats say?
0: Yeah, so um, NRL.com's mucked around with their um yeah, <laughs> with their, apps their, with their stats a little bit at the moment, and also um, um, they haven't what, changed have you got the new phone app? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um.
0: Anyway. There are a few other nice little stats in there, and time and possession and things like that. But um, they've taken away the amount of sets from each game, so I won't be able to give you that one. But um, we had five tries to six, five out of five conversions, played four out of six for the Raiders. One out of one penalty attempt for the raiders 72 percent completion played 82 percent. 276 plus running meters and 147 plus post contact meters for the raiders one line break to four 23 tackle bus played 32 eight offloads to 10 one force drop out to three 40 20 for the bulldogs 318 tackles played 280 11 errors by the dogs nine by canberra nine penalties conceded to five ruck infringement against both sides and one inside the 10 against both sides. Supercoach points. Tomoko with 119, Preston with 86, and Hudson Young with 79.
1: Yeah, well, apparently Corey Hillsborough is now unstoppable uh, and he's now the <laughs> Ranger equivalent of Gordon Tallis when every time he touches the That's ball. I saw awesome, something like he, um, Every time he... Uh, had the ball took four or five pokes to stop him in that first half is absolutely unbelievable. So I don't know where this has come from this year, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, what do you yeah, make absolutely. of the What do you make of the game? It
0: was an entertaining, entertaining game of footy, but um, when either of these two teams are playing, absolutely anything seems to be able to happen. <laughs> you you have no idea what they're going to uh, what they're going to do, and then put them both together. Just, yeah, this game's about as stable as a bloke with a thousand schooner under his, like, under his belt. <laughs> he's got no idea what's going to happen, where he's at. Um, like The Raiders are well on top, and I thought this was just going to be a complete demolish job, um, getting close to half-time. And then, again, um, teams just seem to have these periods of 10 or 15 minutes where they completely switch off, whether it be in attack or defence or both, it's, <laughs> which was the case in this game. and. opposition just get straight back into it and as we've seen time and time again since the six again rules come in as soon as you get momentum it's just so hard to break it you're really relying on someone on the other team to do something stupid or one of your players to come up with a massive hit and a drop ball or you know something along those lines to get it back on an even keel and um, that was pretty much what I saw out of this game Um, massive momentum swings back and forth between the two teams I was really happy to see um, Tomoko finally get some plaudits for what he's been putting in this year. I thought he's been fantastic. Um, Very consistent and very strong ball in hand for the entire season. And he really cashed in on this one, which is fantastic to see him. Um, He looks a little bit, He looks like he may have actually even gained a little bit of pace. I don't know if that's been something that they've been working on, but he's very explosive when he did get through the line, and his footwork's quite sharp. So I was, um, I had big wraps on
1: him. Absolutely. Uh, it, well, both sides. It was probably the most Canberra spread the ball. Uh, probably last mm-hmm. week as well. I think Whiten's being more conscious of getting the ball out, out to those edges. Uh, uh, we saw Tomoko in action. Actually, well, the first... We'll talk about the Canterbury edges first, just to, to tie it all together. But when you concede, what, four tries off kicks? Yep. Uh Four tries off kicks. Uh, and they were all soft. At the end of the day, were all soft tries, either watching bombs come down or... Uh, not turning for grubbers or not covering grubbers. Uh plus a broken field one where Croker picked up a, a bouncing ball and scored. Uh, I dare say Fox probably can't come back quick enough to at least shore up one of those sides. But uh but the whether it's conscious or not they, as a back to what I was saying is um it's great seeing Tomako get that early ball. Uh Rappina, um he's a good player isn't he? Just try side uh make stuff happen. When you talk about stuff happening, he's the one that usually gets it happening for Canberra either with a hit Absolutely. or with a dumb bit of um, play as well <laughs> yeah, on the flip side. Uh, but both they, both of them were, were excellent. Croker uh, has put a couple of games together now. Defensively, he was good and in, in attack he at his moments. Um, and as I said, Horsburgh and the Ford Pack all did their job. Uh, it's hard to line it because, as you said, it's sort of a, sh- a shit show of a game. I don't know where to necessarily pull strands out to take stuff going forward. Have you got any anything you want to touch no, on? No, a couple of, um well,
0: young Mariota almost cost him the game there at the back end with yeah. a brain snap, um, hitting the bloke well before he had the ball. I didn't realistically think that it was a definite try and thought that it was probably a penalty more than a penalty try, but it was what it was and it gave the dogs a chance in the last couple of minutes to come back and win it. Um, I thought the bench was disappointing from both sides again. Um, that's where these two teams get into trouble against some of the better teams once they get that rotation happening and they, their benches don't really offer a great deal. When they're swapping between their their major interchanges. Um, apart from Ola Wapu from the Dogs, who was good again, um, coming off the bench. He's been um he's definitely got something Big to show boy, for the young he? fella. Yeah, um good it. to see down the track, get yeah. some time into him and some footy into him. Definitely someone that will be good. I'm not sure if it'll be this season, but um it won't be too far away, I wouldn't imagine. Uh the forward battle was strong and enjoyable. Both packs really sort of ripped into each other and they were all a minimum of good, realistically, the starting, third, uh, the starting forwards from both teams. Uh, Tavita Pangai, Wardell were very good. Uh, Marnie and Burton were the, were the con- only real guys that were sort of putting any spark into the play for the Bulldogs, and they, they did conduct play quite well. Avarillo again, was really good, which is something you know, which we haven't said about him in his entire career, where he's put back-to-back-to-back games together. I think he's been close to their best for the last three weeks. And, and um, um, Well, just on that, same with uh, And
1: I'll just jump in there because yes, uh, he's absolutely. been a punching bag for us for three years, or at least for uh, <laughs> some, absolutely. Uh, some um Canterbury-based supporters. And
0: he, the last two weeks have been fantastic, I've thought. And Hayes Perrin was a constant threat as well for him. Um, but Preston had probably close to his best game. I know he's been good pretty much every game he's played this year, but cashed uh, him with a couple of nice little tries off grubbers and did his work that he does
1: week in, week out. And I thought he was probably their best player. I feel like Burton's halfbacks can end up suiting Burton. I said last week it was well worth trying. Definitely gets him a lot more involved. uh, And uh, just some softer touches, like just instead Mm -hmm. of just, uh, obviously that boot goes up, but he had a couple of try assists off Grubbers um, and some nice puts, found some nice space for other players. Uh, So I would probably, unless they've got one on the radar and obviously we'll see where Olopu ends up. Um, it's probably worth uh, sticking with.
0: And that last 20 minutes where he was just putting up spiral bomb after spiral Terrifying bomb. Poor yeah. Raiders. I didn't want to have anything to do with yeah. half of them. And the other half were actually pretty well handled by Chris. I think Rapana took a nice one as well. I was going to say, the
1: when the match was on the line, Rapana was safe as houses at the end there.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely. Holding that. Um, and Tapane were, were the foundation builders for Canberra. They were really good in the middle of the field again. Um, without being exceptional. Fogarty probably asked more questions than anybody else on the field, apart from Tomoko. Um his kicking game was fantastic again. And we we meant you already mentioned Rapano. Crocker, Horsborough, and Young I thought was fantastic as well. But so I gave Tomoko a man of the match. Yeah. I thought he was the difference. He was the reason Like he scored two tries pretty well two tries basically came off his back yep. with his running game and the way he broke open the line twice there to set up points. And I gave him the three, I had Preston with two and Corey with one.
1: Yeah, I would I would flip Corey and um Horsburgh and Preston and Horsbrough and yeah. the only you know, other Honor, honorable honorable mention Foggity, I just thought that was his best game.
0: Probably this year. He's been year. consistently good probably the last two or three weeks as well. Um without being a star on the field. He's definitely been one of the better ones, yeah.
1: yeah. All right, beautiful. Uh definitely building into something. Yeah they've now won four in a row, Canberra. Yep. Is that? Uh, do we have to take notice of that?
0: I think they've been a little bit flattered. Um, they probably got away with one or two of those games. Like this one was one they definitely could have thrown away, and um, one about two weeks ago, I think they just scraped away with. But they are winning tough, and the they're Dragons winning were. only, you know, yeah. four or six games. That they're the four or six points that they're winning by. So it shows you that there's definitely a spirit and a motivation behind the club to get them in an, in the fight at least which is more than can be said out of a couple of teams this weekend.
1: Well, it's funny because I just had a look then. I'm um, thinking to run my dad end this week, but they've got Parramatta who... Been very up and down. That's a very interesting game to tip when we get there. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, we saw a better return to form and I'm happy to take a better line through this game. 32-6, the Broncos over the Sea Eagles. A game that was probably crawled a little bit by the slippery surface i thought brisbane probably could have found a few more points if um the likes of walsh and ma'am could actually run more than 10 meters without slipping over or not been able to change direction but what do the stats
0: say we had one drive manly six the brisbane one out of one conversions played four out of six i missed uh, a missed two point field goal attempt by brisbane 65% completion played 79%, 164 plus running metres for Brisbane, six line breaks to seven. 27 tackle bus played 38, nine offloads to three, a forced dropout from both teams, 335 tackles played 306, 16 errors for Manly and 12 for Brisbane. One penalty conceded to four, two ruck infringements to one. Cobbo with 96 supercoach points, Walsh with 93, and Garrick with 80. Um, what do you say? Absolute slaughter. They, from pretty much, what, 20 minutes in the first half, Brisbane looked well on top and just continued on with it. Um, I think they actually went out of their way in the second half not to score as many points as they possibly could (laughs) To me, it looked like they actually slowed down and went out of their way to give Manly a methodical beating, like just kick the corners, get down there, be real physical, dominate them and actually put a, like a, a warning that? shot out basically for the rest of the competition that we can win both ways. We can be physical, we can be flashy, we can do basically whatever. If you're not having a good game, we'll do whatever we want. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, uh, uh, not wrong. I think a little bit of that was rare playing. Well, first of all, I think Reynolds was on one leg for a lot of it, but um, <laughs> just playing the conditions, knowing, like once their outside back started slipping and sliding, I thought they just said, let's not risk anything, let's not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as you said, just we can, we can get through this methodically, not have to risk... Um, Anyone doing a knee or a, or an ankle or something, uh, yeah. As, as you said, what do you say? Because it's um, this is the best of the Brisbane and what they do. Like it's what they do. Haas and Carrigan roll through the middle. Flegger chimes in, and then um, the the halves have all the time and space to get the ball out to big centers and big edges with big good footwork. Um, and Reece Horse chimes in where he wants. It's like it's just their template and they executed perfectly.
0: Yeah, man, man, they didn't bring any physicality to this match whatsoever. I know they're missing Jake, but you can't tell me there was a couple of other blokes out there that could have tried to put some shots on and actually oh, yeah. change it. Kudos and to Reuben Garrick, who
1: apparently got eighty five supercoach points for, you know, standing around. <laughs> Can you still tell me how he got more supercoach points this weekend? And
0: anyway. Well, you'd have to go, I'd imagine it's probably a line break and some tackle bus, but yeah, I really don't know. <laughs> He's probably in somebody's team that controls the points, I'd imagine. Um Yeah, they just, Manly could not contain the middle and then they just got picked apart on both sides of the field as well. Brisbane just had their way with them realistically whenever they felt like it. Um, There wasn't many from the Manly team that put their hand up. Uh, LIA was okay. But Bullimore and Woods were pretty decent off the bench considering you look at the rest of their forwards and what they did in this match. Compare it up to a couple of blokes who had 30-minute spells off the bench. Um, The and all were their best.
1: Like one S-Kepi, 34 run metres in,
0: uh, what, 50-something minutes? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, Per second, Kawati were their best forwards. DC tried hard, but um, yeah, he, could, he didn't have a great game. And uh, But he was probably close to the best of a pretty average bunch, realistically.
1: He, um, geez, Manly fans don't like him either for some reason, but... Yeah, uh, for a long time, I don't know the, what it's about. Just a quick word on him, he led the tackle count for a halfback, which is, um, I guess, embellic of him actually craving a crack. And the fact, uh, over the last couple of years, when, when Manley have sucked, uh, he's the one that's, it's his boot that keeps him remotely in these games. Again, he kicked 300 plus meters, but a lot of his kicking was what kept them anywhere near this game, because otherwise they would have been completely dominated. Um, so as i was just saying, Barney, lead it was the only
0: way they got down the other end of the field, because exactly. the forwards weren't doing it for them. So, um, Tom was on even less of a leg than he has been most um, in I thought he was playing at around fifty to sixty percent earlier in the year. He was even below that in his game. <laughs> and he only sort of popped up two or three times Can you pick him for you can't yeah, pick can't, him for origin. can't pick him for origin. Can't pick him. No way, he's just become a target.
1: Not when you've it's got, just got Campbell if you're gonna Graham defend him in the front line. Especially when you've got someone like Campbell Graham who is screaming to be picked and can play center.
0: Yep. Um I thought most everyone for the Broncos were worth mentioning. On the other hand, um, Stags and Mann were quiet, were quiet, but um, everyone else had decent games. Capwell and Ricky just do what they do. They've been quite good on those edges. They're not superstars every week, but they're they're one of the better ones running around. Flegler was decent. Reynolds and Reynolds and Farnsworth were good again. Um, Farnsworth really turned into a really consistent center, and I'm um, really liking what he's doing this season. Uh, and Hassan Carrigan were their best forwards. Osh was probably the best
1: player on the field, and Cobo cashed in on the back of it. Did Sel? I feel like Sel and Cobo scored a length of the field try last year. Intercept, yeah, yeah, intercept. I'm just saying because he, he lit it up with three tries this year. He did. I'm sure he ran length of field last year. i yeah, almost certain it was
0: pretty yeah. much the same as what happened with
1: yeah. this one. <laughs> yeah, oh, he did. There you go. Yeah, thirty-eight nil. DCE year. It was uh, exactly. You got a hat trick yeah. this time last year. So you're right, remember that for next year. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, but we've been waiting for him. He's been the one piece that we haven't had yet. And he um yeah, I know they're intercepts, but he was at his
0: best here. It was an intercept, a little kick in behind that he just strolled onto and there was um a nice bit of physical work where he had to push a couple away to score in the corner. Yeah. um the fact that he can score a hat trick with that kind of minimal involvement just tells you when he is up and going and really getting physical with his opposition it could be danger signs for some of the that's like backs in the comp going forward. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else
1: should we say? Where do for Seagulls, as they say, they've named Schuster this week?
0: I have no fucking idea where they go. They really need like – they've won, what, two or three games? Yeah. And all three games have been physical in the middle of the field and gone off the back of trying to bash the opposition back. Every other game they've turned up and just got walloped through the middle of the field. So I have no idea how you can go from being so strong in the middle of the field to just basically not being there the week later. Yeah. Yeah. And it's happened a couple of times now. Um, I, I'm really starting different. to think
1: we treat them as a bottom team. And when yeah. they beat you, you just go, oh, well, they got us this week. Well, Sharks never
0: beat them. So they'll probably beat them. Yeah. Week. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, I kind of like, like I said, we can wrap, you know, let's wrap Payne Haas. We've done that. Let's wrap uh, Kerrigan. We've done that. Let's wrap the rest. So uh, which way are you giving three? Reese Walsh, three points?
0: Yep. i got going to go by the two for the hat trick. Um, One for Haas? Carrigan
1: Haas, either way. Yeah, well, I toss, give it to Kerrigan, actually. He was good. Kerrigan was very good. Um, but Payne Haas, honourable mention, as always. A bit rough, running 217 metres and uh, not, getting, <laughs> not getting a point. <laughs> The Saturday kicked off 18-6 to six, uh, Panthers over the Warriors. This was a physical game. This, I think this was probably the most physical game well, of the weekend. yeah, 10 minutes in this game, both teams decided they were just going to inflict murder on each other for about <laughs> half an hour
0: and proceeded to do so uh, for our enjoyment. Absolutely but what good. does that say? One try to three. One out of one conversions played two out of three. One out of one penalty attempts for Penrith. A missed two-point field goal attempt. Two sin bin against the Warriors. 85% completion from both teams. 437 plus running meters and 143 plus post contact meters. Penrith, I'm pretty sure, was it? I didn't write that down, but I normally do. Six line breaks to eight. Uh contact meters, four hundred and fourteen place
1: five fifty seven. Yeah, so it was the Penrith.
0: Yeah. Uh forty seven tackle bust to fifty nine. concerning. Um, both teams missing forty five plus tackle. But um, it was very physical, and they were exhausted by the end of the game, so it might have something to do with it. 11 offloads to 15. Two dropouts to three. 371 tackles played 356. Seven errors to eight. Five penalties conceded to three. Four ruck infringements against the Warriors. One against the Henry. Edwards with 122 SuperCoach points. Cleary with 120. Orhu Harris with 96.
1: Probably in that order is the way i would uh, rank them. Three, two, one, two. But... Uh... This was, as we said, physical game. Uh, I don't want to say it was flattering to Penrith, but I do think the difference in this game were and um and Edwards, uh, the Absolutely. mountain of work they did at the back. And Edwards uh, is now adding, all season, he's adding nice touches to his game um, with throwing some try assists and popping at the right moment. It's something he never really was, was a, pro- a prolific try scorer, but in the last 18 months, he definitely is. So... He's added to his assists
0: too. I think he's probably assisting yeah. a little bit more than he
1: used to as well. So um, I thought he was outstanding both uh, both sides of the ball, uh, and and actually probably the difference in this game. Let alone the the work Tuo did. It was the most. It was the old Biza here, um, burrowing and getting through. He was and awesome. Getting into this game, the best we've probably
0: seen him this year. He uh, got really physical with him too. I don't know if that's something to do. with so, enjoyed getting into the against the New Zealand bloodfellas, or yeah, what it was. But he was he seemed really fired up in this game. And um, credit got in there as well, got absolutely yep. pole and then gave Dylan Walker a headache for about half an hour. I reckon didn't even need him in the head, but he, <laughs> he would have been sore boy for a while, yep. Uh, um, and he got,
1: and he copped, um, yeah, yeah, it was a, a good tussle between those two, yeah, absolutely. It was, I think it was cossey that got, um, yeah. <laughs> they got well, it was because um, he uh, he left the field not long after, so he didn't really get to yeah, see knock it. himself out <laughs> making a
0: tackle. Yeah, um, yeah Penrith were tough and committed, and so were the Warriors. Um, I'd like to see the Warriors play a little bit deeper in attack. To be honest, I think they may have unlocked Penrith once or twice here if they'd given himself a little bit of little bit of extra room. I thought they are playing a little bit too flat, especially with the likes of Toto and Credo flying out of the line and taking the time away from their centres. And I think if they got to have a fraction deeper, they may have um, caused a few more problems to, <clears throat> for Penrith. But um, other than that, uh, I'd like to spend, probably give Sean Johnson a few more options when he does cut back into the middle of the field. There wasn't really a lot of blokes going with him. Um, when you, you did see him open them up right at the back end of the game there and there was nobody there. If there'd been a person next to him, they score. and. Well, Jackson and Ford uh, very
1: close. was off the field, uh, I think, for the last half as well, half hour, so
0: that didn't yeah. help. You know, that's that's where your fullback should be or yeah. you know, your hooker or someone should be trailing through with you, um, in that kind of situation. But, um, yeah, they, they continued to work really hard, but kind of just worked harder for that little bit longer. You know, Warriors sort of died off for the five, ten-minute period in the first half and, and again towards the back end of the second half and... That seems to be when Penrith sort of just kept the pressure up and seemed to break him. Um, Penrith did bomb two or three tries as well, but this could have been a bit more of a comfortable score realistically. I think Taruva put two down with the the, the line open. Um, They weren't great passes, (laughs) to be fair, to Taruva, but um, there was probably at least two, maybe three bomb tries by Penrith that they they could have extended the the score out. Um, Again, the Warriors just seemed to make the errors at the really wrong times when they when they are putting pressure on they just something just seems to snap and they make a mistake. But they were good. They would have probably beaten half the comp, if not more, playing this style of footy. Probably more probably most of the comp, <laughs> realistically. Yeah. But um yeah, they just um got done by a, a better team. Kind of back to being that bit more clinical than they have been for the rest of the season. Um they've still got a bit to work on with their attack. It still feels it still feels
1: disjointed. Luai tried hard, but that's as yeah. good as I can say. He still, like he did probably Luai's best game in season. Yeah, to he, he took the line on, got involved. Uh, mm. like there weren't too many results from it, but he uh, definitely had a crack uh, more than we've seen. Uh, as you said, I would would have liked to see him try and isolate some of those big backs on Peachy and, uh, and Taruva. Mm-hmm. We didn't really see. I was just looking now. Peachy missed five tackles, but he did make a couple of very important ones. But um you I think know. that was because yeah. they were that little
0: bit too flat, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, that's they right. So that deeper and had that fraction more time to
1: run on. Yeah, uh, I th- we've seen how damaging they can be um, once they get their tails up, and we didn't see that. Uh, they've now, uh, what, what have they got? They've now scored, we've now gone 160 minutes for two tries with the Warriors, so they do need to maybe look at a couple of things. But the defence has kept them in the game uh, on both occasions. Uh, only Blake, we haven't mentioned, Fanoa Blake, having his usual uh, fantastic... Uh, Season.
0: Missed him. You put three bucks on him first try score in the last three weeks, you'd have hundred and two dollars I know. I
1: know. I know. So I uh, did get him this week, thankfully. I, I changed to old uh, Wade just before kickoff, right. but anyway. Um, three points to Dylan Edwards. Absolutely. Two points to Bezer. One to Torhu, or you want to give one to Cleary?
0: Yeah, I had Cleary and Sean Johnson in and around the points, but... Probably yeah, underrated. I didn't even have Toru in there, so he's coming in for two. Uh, well, actually, neither did
1: I. I've only just thought, thinking about this now. Yeah, I thought Toru we, we, really we didn't really. touch on Toru that much, but 48 tackles, a trice. He, he set up the try, beautiful ball to put for Neil Blake yeah, with for the whole. Um, all his
0: yeah usual usual. Absolutely side worked himself. his backside out as he always does. Um, so let's give him probably two. the only Blake who's left storm and been as good, if not better since he left the storm, yeah. like he's actually grown and been, he's a leader of that forward pack. You can see, they look to him every time they, they oh, need absolutely. something to happen and he jumps in there and he's been yeah as good, if not better minus a couple of injuries since when he left the storm. Uh,
1: and just quickly, well, we didn't wrap him. Yo was good and, um, fish got through enough in his first game back.
0: This was a big positive influence. Um, yeah. wasn't dominant, but you could tell that they're, <laughs> they're very happy to have the bloke out there, um, whenever the tough carries were needed, he was the one who wanted it and, um, yeah, yo was sort of in and out with that link play again, that worked probably three quarters of the time, but there was a, a couple of little rusty spots in there again. Um, but he, he's another one who just tackles, tackles like his life depends on it, to be honest, doesn't miss them. Just perhaps bloke it up every time they come near. Him. Uh, and. We've spoken about him lots and what a loss he's going to be, but
1: another game when the game's still in the balance, Spencer you just uh, put his head down and just said, no worries, I'll fucking bowl four blokes over and do it myself. a long run,
0: just stormed
1: through it three was, blokes uh, on the trail. The, the minute he got the ball with his steamer, you knew where it was happening. It was that
0: dead set that bowling ball style too where they – you hit three of them, and they all sort of bounce off each yeah. other and end up all over the yeah. place. It was fantastic. For, uh, uh, no, I love uh, him when he does br-
1: that. Brilliant match-winning try, and, and as I said, probably you can add that to the list of games he's uh, dragged Penrith home in when they've been out, and and know um,
0: yeah, he's been the one that they've been looking to while well, Fisher's been out recently. Yeah, honest. for sure. Um, says something about him for like a
1: Three to Edwards, two to. I'm going to give it a to
0: Tohu because fuck it, and. Uh, Toru, yeah. Well, then those, Biz has to get the one. Yeah, give it to Biz. With honourable mentions for the two halfbacks. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they did their job. Uh, would you like a break before you talk about this game or you re- you've reared up for <laughs> it? No, no, I've shared that to you. All right, 36-16. The <laughs> Dolphins came out for an absolute attacking clinic uh, against what was not a defensive clinic for big parts there. Um And and it's something you've seen at times from the Sharks, Barn, but what do the stats say?
0: They weren't, they didn't, statistically weren't as bad as they have been at the start of this year. Um, The Dolphins were absolutely trumped up. Uh, Three tries to six, two out of three conversions played six out of six. A missed field goal attempt from the Dolphins, 66% completion from the Sharks, 85% from the Dolphins. 160 plus running meters for the Sharks, nine line breaks to six, 24 tackle busts to 33, eight offloads to 11 one drop out for Cronulla, 356 tackles played, 321, 13 errors to seven, three penalties conceded to three, one ruck infringement from both teams, one inside the ten from both teams. Uh, Talakai with 106 coach points, Wilton with 102, Vance Tawahi with 94. And I think you
1: and Aitken got 60 or 70 and only played half a game.
0: Played 40, 40 minutes, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> he was on
1: absolute fire
0: at the start of this game. He would have,
1: um, yeah. Well, I'm tipping if he stays on the field, he gets three points, put it that way. But uh, he was he outstanding, was really given and all sorts of troubles at the start of this game. I, I expect, first of all, I'll eat my humble pie. I expected this to be the other way around in, in exactly what happened just uh, the other side of the field, roll through the middle, and um. Yeah. It was the opposite of what we saw. Uh, the dolphins marched upfield, spread the ball to their outside backs, and their outside backs made a lot of the Sharks' defence look average. Uh, footwork from Aitken, a footwork from Jesse New, and uh, the new cold hero, Valance Tiwari, who we, and probably rightfully so, it does look like he's um, a, a, a debut. I remember good on him and great scenes, but he's definitely trimmed down from when we saw him in the trial game. He's lost a, yeah, a lot of weight, yes. and uh, I assume Wayne's... Being into him, but um, big boy, hard to stop with to, the ball in
0: his end. Yeah, hard to stop, big boy, and took plenty of blokes with him for a couple of tries. I'm surprised they didn't target him more. I know Telekai did have some joy against him, and um, realistically, I'd, I would have just shut down the other side of the field and kept coming at him yep. because they were getting around him at uh, at will at Well, times. I thought but, um, that was exactly it doesn't what help was when happen. you can consistently drop the ball. Um, yeah, and the fact that for whatever reason Hines didn't want to be on that side of the field um, in this one. I uh, spoke about it last week, how he's a constant threat, popping around, bouncing around the field and being on both sides of the field. He stuck to the right-hand side in this game and didn't move realistically out of that position for the whole game and just left Moylan over on the left to run that left-hand side. And they were causing problems over there, so it really surprised me he didn't go over there and get involved in it. But, um, yeah, the, shark, the realistically, the first two tries were just one-on-one misses. Uh, it was... Um, Royce Hunt just being lazy at marker and um, Jeremy Marshall King strolls through the middle and sets up the try. And then, um, again, Ramey and one-on-one miss against Aiken and they run down that left-hand side. They're now behind by, what, 10 or 12 points after 10 or or 12 minutes. And they just dropped ahead. Didn't didn't seem to want to get back into the fight. And um, experienced pack from the Dolphins really took over and showed what needed to be done. And they rolled up their sleeves and were really physical with their smaller Sharks pack in the middle. And um, they they give it to him in the middle of the field. Um, Sharks didn't really get back on even footing until probably McGuinness came on and he did really get back in there and um, start the fight up in the middle of the field. Still, they never never got in front in the middle. Uh, They never dominated that battle. All they did at best was break even and that was sort of just either side of half time. Um, Sharks realistically probably had the better of the possession and ball position in the second half and you would expect them to score more points than they did at the back end of this game. Um, there was a lot of opportunities and they just didn't seem to be able to catch in on them. So, uh, I was really impressed with Katoa. Katoa, he's been fantastic the last two weeks in a row. He's shown a lot of composure for, for, for a young fella, uh, his kicking game's getting better and just his general knowledge of getting the team around and setting up the team to be in the right position on the field. He's really warming into that seven position, which is um, a bit of a shame because obviously Sullivan comes back and plays seven straight away. Uh, to me he looks more like a seven than he does a six. Yeah. Um I know he he does have a pretty decent running game, but to me he does seem like the guy who wants to take control and be have the team leading the team around the field. it so, just seems to suit him better for whatever reason. And um Nick Arim is doing a really good job as his right hand man at the moment. Well, uh, course, well he's one problems, of the um he's one of the, the, form, pace
1: on the edges. he's one of the form running hours in the comp Yeah at the moment. the moment. Uh mm-hmm. He just—he's not afraid to take the line on. He usually beats a bloke, or he, um, on the outside,
0: of people.
1: Either you get the rounds or he—he uh, he gets there and he's able to pop a ball left or right and um and finds people more often than not. He's—he's he's been uh, out absolutely
0: outstanding the last two weeks. He so, has uh, some um, best looking we've seen him play in the last three weeks. It's like um, the sharks just seem like they need a loss every game to get up and have another. Like they're, <laughs> they're one of those teams at the moment. Yeah. That they seem to have a win, and then next week they just turn up expecting to win. we will just throw it to our outside backs and score more points. And then they get flogged through the middle of the field and drop the ball every second set. And yeah, I, I, They're a hard team to get a read on.
1: We've said it for a while. Realistically, they would really they still love Still have
0: it. been there short, in my opinion. I've I was about to
1: say, literally about to say, wouldn't you, wouldn't you have loved to have picked up, say, a Clemmer or a... Clemmer. Uh, right. Just even as a bench. Someone like that, just to... Just get you going. A little bit of extra punch
0: with ball in hand yeah. through the middle of the field. Yeah. It, it's um, They're okay defensively missing. most of the time in the middle. It's just they, they they lack that really good post-contact meter guy in the middle Yeah, I know McGuinness can do it. Um, And Ueli, when he's there, is occasionally decent at it. But nobody else. Really, they are missing Rudolph at home as well, which they're really depleted on their big men. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and probably, probably wouldn't be disadvantaged just advantageous to try and just play for Nukin at a prop, and
0: well, you look, you saw when Hazleton came on. I thought he was one of their better players. Yeah, he was actually getting really good post contact meters and getting a bit of a roll on in the middle of the field. Yeah, so they they need another bloke like him out there at different times.
1: Like you've been a fan of for a while, uh, Lumele, uh, Lemueli. He uh, yeah. keeps getting better and better.
0: How good wasn't. He? Um, he's really settling into that pattern of being a, a destructive ball runner on that left edge for the titans and uh, they've gained a trust in him now too so they're going to him yeah. constantly and he's he's starting to work a lot more in defense too I, I noticed at the start of year he's a bit lazy in and around um that uh you know around his halves and there, there was a few problems where they were consistently targeting targeting him and his half partner and sort of breaking the lineup and he's, he's really starting to double down making two and three tackles in a set as well as working on the other side of the ball as well so yeah, Lemuelo's been fantastic the last what, three weeks as well. So this just seems like there's there's a couple of them that are all really putting in really good shifts the last last three weeks. Well, it's almost it's like the, the bloke
1: who's coached nine hundred games has half a clue.
0: Yeah, I think um I think that had a, a, a big deal to the way they started. To be honest, considering how poorly they have started the last two weeks in a row, I, I think they were on a, on a mission to make sure yeah. that they that at least started this game well. S- scoreboard
1: aside, with ten minutes this game, I was kicking myself with a you know magic round. Dolphins at home. Ban Banner, Banner yeah. blah, blah, blah. It was it was first set up again. In
0: Queensland.
1: Yeah. Uh I didn't read the tea leaves, eh? No, we did not. But <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time and it won't be the last. Uh absolutely yeah. not. I, like it's actually at the stage where I I struggle to see how the dolphins miss a top eight spot. There you go. It's starting to look more like that, isn't it? Uh, obviously winning helps, so um and oh. they keep doing it. So uh but just th- on the back of their,
0: their like you mentioned both the Bromwich boys. One of them was out for this game as well. You got Cafusi in there. Um, Lemuel is really finding finding a position in there, and then you get a couple of other um, forwards that just you know, you've got Gilbert in there as well, who was a raging yeah. lunatic for forty five minutes of this game, especially the first first thirty five or so. He was just into everything, screaming at everyone, <laughs> trying to get in and get physical. He was fantastic, but um, yeah, the, the Dolphins are really buzzing for that first bit as I said I thought Hazelden was okay Williams was okay off the bench as well but McGuinness was there really shot really the, the, the was really the shining light for the Sharks coming off the bench he was probably their best or close enough to it Braley put in a good shift again as did Mulatalo um Cora and Wilton just keep doing you know they keep turning up every week they, they had a good crack but um the rest of the rest of the middles really got dominated Kafusi, Lemuelu and Gilbert were fantastic you got Wallace and SASA coming off the bench as well. Yeah. Like that, That's an elite pack if you go and have and a real throw good a, look uh, at
1: it. And when you talk about, you know, Raging Lunatics, you throw Ray Stone back in there next week, and he's mm. someone else that's going to make 30 tackles and shout at people and
0: get people yeah. up and going. So. And, yeah, you got Wallace and SASA coming off the bench. Yeah. You really, Yeah, they are a really good pack coming through. I mentioned Katara and how calm I thought he was, and how you know, he was um fantastic for this side. And Jeremy Marshall King brilliant again. Yep. He's come close to being
1: the best hooker in the game. At well, I was thinking this just while I was setting up. Is week in, week he's out. Now, surely, first choice Kiwi hooker. Mm. Um, when they get to that stage, they you know it's almost a no-brainer to pick him.
0: What, uh, yeah, Smith has it's, an incumbency put now. With, with cheese, but yeah, yeah. no, it's um, definitely needs a spot in that team. <laughs> yeah, he'll be there. Well, I suppose
1: he was. Um, he was during the World Cup, so I suppose he'll be there again. Uh, but
0: yeah, man of the match in my opinion. This game. I'm happy with that. Uh, mm. I was worked really hard on both sides of the ball and created some opportunities that I don't. I, th- I think a few other, most of the other dummy halves in the game probably don't create. Yep.
1: What a mm. what a like what a meteoric rise it's been because it's only happened in the last two years.
0: Yeah, back half of last year at the Dogs. Yeah, was very good, Just and he's gotten even better since he's gone up there. Just like the pennies dropped.
1: Uh, two points.
0: Two <laughs> I am points. a decent footballer. Yeah. <laughs> two points, Nick. Aurema. I had Lamuvalu. Okay. Points, but um, but he you get? Double again. We at least got one try. Um, he's up near forty tackles and whole heap of hit ups. Thought he was fantastic. Right. And um, That's cool. yeah, um, well, do you give that uh, balance a no, point,
1: Nikurima? I Nick I'll give Nikurima before him uh, or Talakai. I thought Talakai was really good. Talakai. Um, in fact, he was probably your only point of attack for a lot of the game. So Yeah, he
0: was. Um, <laughs> and he was doing the grunt work in the middle.
1: But they got laps, so stuff would give it to Nicarima.
0: Yeah, give it to Nicarima.
1: Yep. Yeah. Main event, Saturday, the Bunnies, 28, put away another one of their hoodoo teams, the Storm, 12. Uh, so uh, the Bunnies are now red hot and have disposed of Penrith and the Storm, who have been, there, I guess, their hoodoo team for, what, the last... Three, four, five years, really.
0: I think they've beaten them six times since they've existed, or yeah. something like that. So, <laughs> so,
1: yeah, I think it was six from thirty or something preposterous. So.
0: Would have felt good to get get the win in this one.
1: So uh, it all helps for the confidence, but uh, they were very impressive here, Barn.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They were two tries to five, two out of two conversions played, four out of five. A missed penalty attempt for South Sydney. Eighty percent completion played seventy six percent for South. 154-plus running metres, one line break to five. 31 tackle bus to 24. Five offloads to four. Three ruck infring- no, sorry. Three force dropouts to two. 357 tackles played 287. 10 errors from the Storm, 11 from the Bunnies. Six penalties conceded to three. Three ruck infringements to zero. One inside the 10 to two. Uh, super coach points. We had Walker with 86. Alex Johnson with 76. Munster with 71. What do you say? Souths looked well in control of this match, um, and even probably slowed down a little bit with 10 minutes to go uh, in both halves of footy. Uh, but they never really seemed to be pressured or threatened by the Storm. Um, Storm realistically just seemed to be scrambling for the entirety of the match, like trying to stop South Sydney from scoring tries uh, for for, the, for most of this game. Um, Neither of the teams were at their absolute best, but Souths were comfortably the stronger side, um, as you mentioned. Forward battle was pretty close most of the game. South were slightly in front, and when it went to the interchange, they just and you know, went that little bit further in front. realistically. Uh, Tom Burgess, uh,
1: despite his poor life choices with what's <laughs> going on top of his head, um, he was outstanding when he came on. As you said, he like he really rubbers down as a difference when you got him coming and doing what he does. And uh, compared to, you know, having um, the delicious garlic penne combination coming on later in the game. But they weren't even
0: that bad, to be honest. And you can throw Ozenhoof in there as well. I, I thought they were okay off the bench, but um, yeah, Souths were just better. Um, those three off the bench you mentioned did plenty of work. And Naz was very good, as was Jeremy Marshall King and Liero. But um, there was another couple that I didn't name there that, were, that weren't so flash for the, for the Storm side in this one. Um, Two that aren't with us this year at
1: all, uh, Xavier Coates, uh, yeah. have, can you remember doing anything this year, I can't? Not particularly, no. And, and Jerome Hughes looked terribly out of form. I don't it think does, he's had a yeah, decent recently. game this
0: year. And Elise um, Katoa, considering how well he started the game, uh, started the year, his last two performances have been pretty underwhelming, realistically.
1: Yeah, Penne looked much better than him, actually. Um mm. He had some nice runs towards it, but it was towards the back. And end. Garlic looks like
0: something. I don't know. He could be a fourteen for someone going forward. Um, yeah, looks like you play a bit of hooker. Probably chuck him in the centres if you had to. Bit of back row, but um, he's definitely someone who probably deserves a, a full time fourteen position somewhere. Um, whether it's at the Storm, I don't know. I thought Olin was okay as well. Mm. Meany, Meany and Smith were probably the best of the back five, and um, Munster was their best player. And Grant was decent, again, without being overly fantastic. But um, he always does a job. You mentioned Burgess. I thought he was fantastic off the bench as well as Knight. Um, Arrow and Host were, were fantastic as well as Cook. Um Trill and Walker were just there attacking conductors. Like, every time the ball got anywhere near, near him, you were like, OK, where are they setting up here? Are they going to the centre? Are they going to come back in field? Are they going to hit an edge? and Yeah, they Basically, as as I said, the storm spent most of the game trying to erect that fence to keep the rabbits. out. So They were good. They, um, they were fantastic. Well, I
1: think they actively they they played left in this game. Um, yeah. So Campbell Graham didn't really get much of a say, which you know that's fine. But clear clear plan to turn around the those at the Melbourne edges there, Warbrick. Uh, the the slower blokes out wide and two perfect grubbers Latrell's well, first one was was magic and then Cody say. followed up himself so um, he went to
0: pass it and they've charged out of the line he's went, oh I'll
1: stick uh, it just in behind where that bloke came from any <laughs> any better uh, he was just outstanding again Latrell um, I I don't know I'm biased because I love him and uh, it annoys me people don't love him because I think he's just outstanding and he's great for the game yeah um, and it was great to see him put on a show there. I mean, Cody Walker. Uh, ever since I, you know, gave him a again, what's that now? Six weeks in a row since I asked for his head. He's uh, been better and better and better. And this was this was probably the best of a of a good season for him. He's in absolute red hot form. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And as I've said, he's got just got. There's no one better with space, and when he's got space, he just uh, he uses it so well. Uh, and it it brought you know it brought the old firm Tass and Johnston back into the game, and they lived up to their end of the bargain. Tas was great, actually. Uh, we've touched on it a few times, but you know, with White and hanging over him, geez, a good player is Tass. He'll find a spot somewhere else as a full time, um, full time centre if it's not
0: here. I oh, think he'd be a marquee target, I imagine, for some of the other sides that are looking for a centre. Um, if he is uh, pushed out of the club, but yeah, ever since Whiten was even a, even thought of, he's been fantastic week after week. Tas, I'd walk, Walker as man of the match. Trail with the two, even though he was sort of limited towards involvement at the back end of the game. But um, what he did was fantastic. And then I had either Arrow, AJ, or Munster for the one.
1: Uh, AJ, AJ, oh yeah, AJ, that's right. I scored two tries. Sorry, took me a sec. Uh,
0: that's right. I think Grant made fifty odd tackles. Yeah, no, give but...
1: it to AJ. Two hundred games, a double. Um, did a did a fair bit. Of, probably could add more. Did a fair bit of work. Uh, but I agree. Yeah, I agree. Three, 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 and two were themselves I think uh, and I think you rubber stamp I think they've come into favourites now and right now they're rightfully yeah, so they rightfully so uh, because they're going to be very hard to beat uh, barring injury or um, complete mishap I think
0: yeah we've got a com- completely balanced squad from 1 all the way through to you know, 17 realistically and, and the, the, most they, of them are doing a job at the moment uh, and they're um, they're probably the only
1: squad executing at their best Close enough
0: to it. And, oh. you
1: know, I think they've still got another gear to go, to be honest. I do too, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, they, they've got. They found the size they lacked a couple of years ago, uh, and everyone just knows their role so well. So. And we haven't really seen him. You
0: We've know, still got Keon missing. Um, I think Kulmatungi's not there at the moment. Yeah. Um, Sele and those guys are only just coming back into the fold as well. So. Uh,
1: Havili as well. He'll, he's got some size if mm. they need him. So. uh yeah, exciting times if you're a Roosters fan. Uh, Roosters fan, Rabbitohs fan. Not, exciting <laughs> Not so exciting. If you're a Roosters fan. No. Uh, we've got a couple of stops to get, just one stop to get to before we uh, get to that. And that's 18 16, the Tigers, two in a row uh, over the Dragons uh, in a game where at times they tried to out dumb shit each other. But uh, what the stats say?
0: Never change your tip last minute, which is what I did in this game.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah,
0: I well, did. What inspires yes. you?
1: It worked work well worked well. Why? Just out of interest, not
0: not bagging him. I just thought that um, Sloan and Su- uh, Sully, to be honest, who yeah. went out of their way to fuck it up in the last minute of the game as well. But um, I just thought they may have had um, a couple more tries in them what the Tigers did. Yep, fair enough. And, yeah, they realistically probably could have and should have won this game. But the Tigers could have and should have won by more as well. So yeah, it's um as you said, they they did seem to go out of their way to see who would fuck it up worse than the other team. We had three tries apiece, two out of three conversions, to, played two out of three conversions, one out of one penalty attempt for the Tigers, and a missed two-point field goal attempt. 86% completion for the Tigers and 72% for the Dragons. Four line breaks to three, 43 tackle bust to 39, nine offloads to seven, two force dropouts to one. 40-20 for the Tigers, 328 tackles played, 379. 10 errors to 13, five penalties conceded to eight, two ruck infringements against the Dragons, one inside the 10 against the Tigers. Um, some better play from both teams than what they've displayed throughout big, big chunks of this year. Um, but there were, again, way too many errors and at crucial times, again, for the Dragons, they just seem to, when they make a mistake, it's right when they possibly, the worst possible time to make a mistake, they make a mistake. But it's, um, not, it's it's weird
1: because the dragons they do a whole bunch of nothing, like nothing for sets and sets right. and sets, and then they try this. something and they fuck it up at the first time. So I don't know if it's you know paralysis by out of fear or whether it's just that's who they are. But it's like on another day, Sulish should have scored four tries in this game. They they did and it says something for the scramble, but the execution was it was average. They good. But they, there there is zero point of attack here. In this team at the moment, bar bar Jaden Sullivan, who hasn't been playing, uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, um, I've cut you off,
0: so you keep going, in and I'll talk. No, about. you're right. Both teams just completely switched off their brains at different times in defence and attack, realistically, and made this intent <laughs> made this game entertaining for both good and bad reasons. Uh, there was some nice footy, but I also kept watching because I wanted to see which who would make the biggest fuck up by the end of the game yeah. and cost themselves the game. And yeah, it probably was Sully with a minute and a half left. You can probably blame Sloan for that realistically when they had a three on two. And well, they could have done the Gone before. and thrown a cut-out pass way too early and yeah. allowed the Tigers to slide across. Sully cuts back in, really should have tried to run over the top of the back, but then flops it out the back. And who's the young fella that's there to save the try in the corner? It's the fullback. That young bloke has got first grader written all over him and potential superstar realistically down the track. So... Um, I wonder how long before you sell him to somebody else. That'll be interesting Well, to they, see. they did, they
1: did. <laughs> uh, uh, the thing is, they have done something smart. They re, they extended his contract before they debuted him. Before they debuted well, him. They no, extended, that's, that's a start. Uh, th- which suggests they obviously aren't idiots. Tim mm-hmm. Sheen obviously has an eye for what's going on. But uh, the male, well, let's talk about it. Because the last two weeks, so when you're a Tigers fan, you're expecting something dumb to happen at some point to cost you the game. Uh, of course. Or at least, you know, lead to the end and then fuck up, which is what happened. So last week it happened in the Penrith game and it was Buller making the a match saving tackle on Cleary, which mm-hmm. one in the game. And here, uh, same again, last second, he's running across he was in all three tackles in that last yeah. play. He was, uh, was he chopped down uh, was he chopped down Hunt, chopped down uh Suley, and then ran across or didn't chop him down but was in there. And then made the the hit on Ravalawa, uh, and so was um it, and so was and was man
0: from, so was as well. Um, and he hit the hit the arm and um, hit the ball and yeah. made sure it wasn't going to go over the line. Um, he's yeah. fantastic and the amount of effort he puts in for a fullback. I know he's a bigger fullback than a lot of them running around, but he is not afraid of the physical. He seems to relish the physical yeah. contact. To be honest, they, he um, loves running the ball back. And
1: he gets, gets right involved in the physical stuff. They, um, Yeah, it, it, exciting. Like I said, the Tigers don't win either of these games if he's not on the field. They've now won two or three with him there. And he was fantastic in the game they lost against Manly. Uh, save, it, safe as houses. They just haven't had someone like that to the be. pace and that can defuse most situations uh, since Tedesco, really.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Again, Tigers were statistically the better side, but um, struggled to get some points. Probably should have pressed their advantage and one by more. Um, Hunt to nine was okay, but only because of what Sullivan did realistically. Um, it seemed to hurt their attack apart from the two times Sullivan decided to He'd carve creep, them apart with his footwork <laughs> and then his acceleration. He yeah. He's quick off the mark and, yeah, he's got a good step on him. Um, he would have beaten a lot of teams. To score yeah, both tries. Those, yeah. Probably both of those tries. Yep. So you can't um, be, be too detrimental on the Tigers there. He absolutely stood up Papa Lee both times, but he was completely lost. Um, I don't think he touched him the first time and just got a hand on him the second time. So, um, Yeah, beautiful individual efforts there from Sullivan. I thought um, Josh Kerrigan was really good off the bench. Like, he doesn't break open the line and falls all sorts of havoc, but he just continually works so and he's doing some good stuff for them. Molo um, was good. Michael, not um, the... The head hunter who we haven't seen for a while, uh, Sullivan was awesome. Barry and bird were good again, um, as was Sua, and Sully and Rava were decent. But again, as you said, they bombed a couple of um, bombed a couple of tries there and caused themselves some problems. Uh, Jack the Bellum was the Dragons' best by far. He's just gone back into that mode of making 50, 60 tackles, and if he could really pick up the attacking side of his game, he'd be back close to his best. But um, his attacking side of the football is still down a little bit, but his defence has been. Tremendous for this um, Dragons team. Uh, O'Pan was back to near his better, one of his better performances. Um, Bole was was decent again. Flammer and Papali were very good ball in hand. Um, They've got their issues in defence, but they're massive human beings that don't move sideways fantastically. So (laughs) you can Mm -hmm. sort of um, give them that sometimes. That being said, Clem, I don't think Clem is, Clem is in the Twile
1: category of not missing too many tackles, isn't Yeah, he doesn't miss he, he didn't too miss many. Any, no. uh, he didn't miss any this game officially. And, yeah, okay. And Twile made 44. Might not have got one. to one at
0: all.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you forgive it when he's making eighty no. metres.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, Sullivan was fantastic. I thought Wakeham was uh, was really good for for the Tigers, and so was uh, Brooks. They were, they were they both, both really good. Well. Um and yeah, we, mentioned, we mentioned Bula. He, he's, he was brilliant. And Mofaluma was close to his best that he's been for a long time. That um, try where he barred, cut back in and burrowed in between three of them the school was um, really influential in no, game. that was Tupo. Realistically. That was two I don't know, out on the right edge. He tucked back in and oh, he scored all uh, the scrum. barged through two of them. Yep. I think he scored one of
1: the first ones. Yep, he did. Uh, um, but two yeah. Tupo on the other side... Um, Got out of that corner. Yeah. And beat also, Back thing. to the inside. Yeah. Uh, he was good too. Uh, doesn't get. has not had a lot of ball last few weeks. But
0: he's. He just sort uh, of stopped finished. on his run, and two of them ran past him. Yeah, He shuts yeah. back in. And but I agree. No for him. Look, look You know,
1: I've been critical of him as as I have a lot of him. And he's his last two games since he's come back. He's put in. Um, it looks like some of the. He's getting towards some of his form from a couple of years ago. Um. Where
0: did you go with points? In? I didn't really know where to go. I
1: went to I went to ball. I just thought we don't win the game without Baller. He had a try assist. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he hasn't. We haven't end a line break assist, but he hasn't had a lot of clear air just yet. He's getting there. He's gonna. He'll bust through a hole soon off Appy or someone there. Um, I went Sullivan too because they don't get on the board without him. And just on, yeah. and I thought Wakem was really good. I'm um, not giving points, but just on that, it you know, again, though, classic Tigers can't find touch off a penalty they next <laughs> two touches later they score it just it's what they do best but yeah. um clemmer one for me
0: but i had um nofaluma or jack Bellan for the one
1: okay um
0: give it i two. think jack bellum made me 60 tackles
1: well you, would you have given sullivan any or are you thinking
0: yeah i had sullivan with the two okay um i was even thinking of nofaluma with the three Actually... but realistically he wasn't overly like apart from the two. Nofer and
1: Clem were the two, I thought. You're right, Nofer was very good. Go three Nofer. Jerome, Sullivan, Three Nofer. Three Nofer, yeah. Give Buller the one, then. Two Sullivan, one Buller. Yeah. Probably hard done by, but that's fine. (laughs) We get two... well cowboys 20 where Where'd this come from roosters six magic round Mm. uh torrential rain hit for about 15 minutes before the game or during the first 15 minutes but it must be said the roosters were very very average in this and the cowboys i don't know if they looked like they did last year but they were were pretty good
0: what does that say the um roosters attack's been horrible for most of the year to be honest um one try to three, one out of one conversions played three out of three Cowboys. One out of one penalty attempt and a missed field goal for the Cowboys. 68% completion played 78%, five line breaks from the Roosters and one for the Cowboys. Interesting. 39 tackle busts played 40, nine offloads to eight, four force dropouts to two. 361 tackles made by the Roosters, 327 made by the Cowboys. Here's a big one 18 errors for the Roosters, played 11 for the Cowboys. Three penalties conceded to five. Five ruck infringements against the Cowboys, one inside the 10 against the Roosters. Ruben Cotter with 90 super coach points, Crichton with 87, Manu with 86. Um, yeah, the Cowboys, close to what they were producing last year. They finally turned up and played with some speed and composure with the ball in hand. Um, Townsend's best game for close to 12 months. They actually got in there and put in, you know, so that... Um, that leg speed in defense and attack. They were getting up in the face of the Roosters. They had some desire in defense, and they were just consistently turning up with um, some physicality up against the Roosters. who seemed shocked that it came, (laughs) to be honest. Mm. They really didn't... I don't think they saw this kind of effort coming out of the Cowboys, and I don't think most of the people who watch NRL were (laughs) expecting this to come out of the Cowboys realistically. Um, But it was... Yeah, something we haven't seen from them this year, and it, it's their blueprint to what they did last year. And they need to do it. Um, it just shows what they, uh, that they can be good if they bring those um, effort areas which they haven't bought for quite some time. The Roosters just seemed on the back foot, especially after that first sort of onslaught from the from the Cowboys. And every time they tried to get going, they just it was like they they uh, they were stuck in the mud. Their wheels were spinning. They were just sitting there doing and donuts in the middle of the field and going nowhere like they could not gain any momentum especially in the middle of the field and um yeah the wet weather didn't really help either side in the tack. see all the water sitting in those divots in the yeah. first 20 minutes of the game Fuck, they must have had some water hit that ground in that half an hour before it started but um yeah all the divots were full of water the cowboys probably did get a bit of luck and probably got most of the bounce of the ball realistically as well in this game which did help them but um they were much more enthusiastic than the Roosters. Roosters seem
1: uninterested. Well, to be honest. Uh, you sum up this game exactly with that sentence because Cowboys had all the energy in the world and are up and about, and the Roosters didn't.
0: It, mm-hmm. it, it's... Um, Teddy was really the only one that was any good in the back five. Well, Collins is... and that butcher were pretty good in the middle, but other than that, there was really nothing going on. Marnie tried hard. Kiri always tries hard, but what he produces is hit and miss. And uh, I thought Billy Smith was good in his return. Um, he was pretty strong out there, dropped one or two, but other than that, was was pretty good. And Angus was back to sort of his close to his better form uh, without being dynamic.
1: But, yeah, he, he played well. Um, as did Tupanoa, he probably looked at dangerous in the limited time he had. Uh, he put a couple of nice shots on. And yeah,
0: limited minutes again. I, I know that
1: coming, he's come back from a eighteen months off, whatever it is, or a long time off. Um uh, yeah, yeah, I think year. he even
0: had half the time he played last week.
1: Yes. Yeah. But you know, um they're fun I I'd, like I They just don't look good, the roosters. Like they the two tr- their points last week came off um one was oh, a single uh, solo effort from Tupanua, and was it the Ricochet for Butcher or mm-hmm. Crash Play for Butcher. One of them. Um and that was it. And today they, like in this game, they look yeah, like or a is it grabber or a pressure grabber. Anyway, it was um, like similar here. Like I don't know where where their attack actually is. Like it's not like they're playing, they're not playing Brandon Smith style of footy. They're not playing. Like I don't know what their attack is supposed to be. It's almost like well, if Teddy doesn't invent something, hopefully Joey does. Uh, otherwise, we'll all stand around for a bit or hide or get to a corner. I do, They don't have. I know they've got some injuries, but they're missing someone to get... They don't have a big back to get them out of trouble from their end. With Tupo out, um, Paulo tries hard, and Billy Smith ran a few... Ren for a bit, but they don't have, like, their... Well, he's not interested. Well, this is where I'm heading as well. Um, mm. He doesn't do anything defensively wrong. He's fine, but is he not interested, or is that just who he is? Doesn't
0: seem interested. He was, he was much more um, involved three weeks, a month ago, before he announced that he was going to rugby. Yeah. He was at least having crack con- um, with bringing the ball back out of his back end. It's funny because
1: the um the news the news reported today that Roosters are looking now to offload him now. Uh rather than wait two years. Um mm. and generally when this stuff comes out of the roosters, it's not too far from the mark. Over the years, when they've said they're trying to offload Flanagan, he wasn't far gone. Uh, we've seen it all the way through. They get rid of people pretty quick. I wonder if he's shown the door sooner rather than later, despite what's been said. Anyway, um, that all being said, how do you fix it? Do do is there best chance to just try and get Crichton and Tupanil back in the starting side and start over? Try and get some forward footwork and get something more exciting happen. Where, where do we go here with the Roosters, or do we just go well? I don't know, but
0: it's- does that mean the butchers go back to the bench? Um, that essentially, Collins yeah. and Jared have been doing a decent job in the middle of the field, but um, to me that sort of... That means one of the butchers probably has to go out of the side maybe because um, you're going to need Lodge in the middle and you probably want a 14 with the way that their attack's spluttering at the moment. Someone can come on and add a bit of um, the spark I and seen in and around right? the attack. So. Do, you, do you
1: bring Sam Walker back um, that, at 14?
0: Disrupts your balance a bit, but I, at the moment, with the way their attacks going yeah, I, I would be. At least he, at least he tries. They realistically, something. to me, don't seem like they have many attacking options, and Teddy's not getting involved at the moment either.
1: No, and Teddy's not even that's doing, like when they're not at their best through Teddy. lack of trying. and that's
0: just through lack of opportunities.
1: because yeah, when they're at their absolute best, Teddy's grubbing and Teddy's kicking cross field, and he's um, doing his own stuff close on. He's not getting. Mm. He's not involved either. Manu, we haven't seen. You know, they, they've got four great spine players, but they don't play as a spine. He's straightened their attack
0: up, but he's not breaking it open.
1: No. Like, I don't know. No,
0: absolutely. They don't. And that's been their their problem for a, a long time now is...
1: Make it five with and you throw Radley, and he's not really... they like spine playing, playing together.
0: together yeah, weird one.
1: I'm guessing from that, you don't really have an answer.
0: I think we're having connection
1: problems here. Uh, I can hear you all right.
0: Yeah, well, they, they, really, they They want a dry track. They really want to be on the front foot through their forwards um, to be able to get their, their, their outside backs involved. But they're not, um, even when they're on the back foot, they don't seem to be going looking to try and set up anything else wide. But there's no people laying down different angles and providing different options for their halves, which is, you know, takes away a whole heap of opportunities once you get the ball out past, um, out past your back rowers. I thought Cohen Hess was very good in this game as well. Robson was very strong again. Um, he is most weeks. Val and Drinkwater were, were okay. Um, added a bit towards the back end of the game. And as I mentioned, I thought it was Townsend's close to his best game since last year. Reuben Cotter was in beast mode again. And he's, since he's come back from he, his injuries, I think he's been their best player week in and week well, out yeah, for, what, he, three weeks now?
1: Yeah, he... he. Felt like he got it going, and did, and did, and some of his running was fantastic. All right, technical difficulties have been resolved. We've got Barney back here. Uh, yeah, we're just saying that, um, well, ultimately, Cotter's sort of, for the Cowboys, which just finishing this before, because I've completely forgot my train of thought. Cowboys are an energy team, uh, and Cotter is, I guess, their mascot for that, and when he's playing well, I guess he drags them with him. So, yeah, when I think of Cowboys, you think, you know, their defence and their energy, and we got that in this game, so good then
0: when they've been poor he's been good you know, he's been fantastic even when they haven't been great um can't, can't really put in anything against Cotter. no um yeah replaced the hamster out of the the hamster out of me hamster wheel for the internet connection and we're, we're back and going so i i had cotter as my best player on the field i thought he was hands down the best player on the field then i had robson in as a in is the second best player. Um, I thought he was opening up a lot of things for the Cowboys through the middle of the field. And then you could probably look at someone like Angus Crichton um, or if you wanted to go for Roosters, but they were pretty well handled, I thought. So maybe Townsend or Drinkwater.
1: Give it to Townsend because he's not at a great start to the year. Uh, Honorary mentioned Teddy and Crichton it would have been any two you'd even consider, I'd suggest, from the Roosters. And we wrapped up, suggested it would be last try wins. It wasn't quite, but it was pretty close 26 24. Mm-hmm. Titans and the Eels.
0: Uh, and did, it, you listen to, did you watch it on Fox? Yes. Uh, what about Vossi and his magic number 26? <laughs> 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 I can hammer that for the entirety of the game, and fair enough, it got the 26. Um, What's Vossi's streak on. Before um... Sunday started. Sorry, what's Fossey's streak say, before oh, no. Sunday started? You go. <laughs> no, no, go do it. I was gonna say, what's
1: Vossi's streak on getting goal kickers to miss um, every time <laughs> he drops six in a row from the corner or twenty-five straight without fail? Yeah. They've missed
0: anyway. What were you going to say? Canane's getting Kane's um, getting a pretty good tally for himself as well. Every yeah. time he seems to mention someone, something happens, <laughs> and it's generally not good. It's um, the old commentator's curse. Before Sunday started, I actually went and I thought to myself, if any, if the Cowboys and the Titans are ever going to win a game, it's going to be in Magic Ground and it's going to be this weekend. And I went and changed the Dragons tip and didn't change the other two. <laughs> and they both uh, lost. Uh, fantastic. Well done, me. We had five tries apiece in this one. Three out of five conversions played two out of five. A sin bin against Parramatta. 89% completion, played 82%, 406 plus running metres and 161 plus post-contact metres for Parramatta. Five line breaks to seven, 40 tackle busts by the Titans, played 22 from Parramatta, nine offloads to 18. Two force dropouts by Parramatta, three, 334 tackles, played 304. Six errors from both sides, three penalties conceded seven. Marcosivo with 124 supercoach points. Dylan Brown with 116, and David Fafita with, with a hundred.
1: Just on Voss, um, he was but, absolute peak Voss in this in this game, and I was I was wasn't all in for it. Power. I uh, I love it so. More power to him.
0: How excited does he get? So good. Uh, um, yeah, go on. Sorry. Four and four and double things you love to see. That was fantastic. <laughs> he was being the the maestro in and around there. He was playing with. Playing short to yep. David feeder and reap the rewards of the offload, and the then run himself. And yeah, the, t- <laughs> the tough old bugger. And then another thing that I don't mind saying, to be honest, is Guffason getting sent to the bin for ten minutes. <laughs> so I had a good little chuckle. I was <laughs> I honestly,
1: I was honestly waiting for him to review it. I was just waiting. He <laughs> was on there. I was waiting for him to go now review review. But well, we got the teapot. We didn't quite get the hands
0: up in the air. but... Oh. Uh, he anyway. he t-
1: he <laughs> has the hands in the air before blokes are on the ground. A bloke will get tackled, and he's if he's a dummy, half the hands are in the air before they hit the ground. Yeah,
0: uh, absolutely. God but bless um, you. yeah, it was fair enough. Sinbin, I thought. Yeah, definitely dragged him off the ball. Um, Cam Pereira played it up a little bit, but that's what you do, I suppose, in that situation. Yeah, it's a job. Um, Paris scored straight away from like what the minute into the game, and then, yeah, I was really worrying signs for the titans i thought oh here we go is it going to be one of those days where their outside edges just open up and they get absolutely slaughtered by Parramatta? but wasn't to be they um they they strengthen up their defense and they, they just back their attack they were all out attack for the first probably what 40 50 minutes of this game and they they went in with a plan to really test that left hand edge with foreign and forfeited given um given the Parramatta side all sorts of problems on that side of the field yeah um, I'm not sure who was directly marked for the Feeder, but they'd be having nightmares for a little while. He was fantastic again in this game. He's been doing the work all year, but um, this was one of those games where he really had an impact in attack, which is probably something he hasn't done. Like, he's been good in attack, but he hasn't. He didn't blow a team away like he did in this, and he was fantastic. He was a big part of the reason for the, Especially the, the doing strong it, start 80 they minutes had. too.
1: Like, he's now yeah. genuinely becoming a complete package.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Parramatta missed the trick at the start of the game to be honest um, playing Madison off the bench and they got steamrolled in the middle of the field Tino and Fafita just went apeshit just caused all sorts of problems through the middle of the field for Parramatta um, Junior tried to sort of put the fight up but he was a lone ranger in that situation and then um, a couple of the other Titans forwards got in amongst it as well with um, your mate Mo doing all sorts of damage through the middle of the field as well and Paramount couldn't stop them, to be honest, for that first at least probably, what, 20 minutes, half an hour. Uh, Titans were all over the top of Parramatta in the middle of the field. And then they had some really good plays off the back of it with Warren, as we mentioned, and Fafita getting involved. Left-hand side wingers on both sides of the field had a field day. Mm -hmm. Carl Pereira and Sivo just walking through, scoring untouched (laughs) with with some really good play to get them involved. Um, Dylan Brown... Looked as dangerous as, as I've ever seen, him, especially at the back a, end of uh, this Dylan Brown game. was the
1: best player in the field. He, it
0: looked like, like he was
1: going single drag him, kicking and screaming to 30 points.
0: If Fafita wasn't out there, he would have yep. been the best player by the length of the field. But he was probably only the best player by about 30 or 40 metres yeah. <laughs> because David Fafita was out there. But every time he touched the ball in the second half, I was expecting points. Like He was just carving them apart with his footwork and his pace. And if he wasn't doing it, he was setting someone up and putting them into half a hole outside him and then they they were work. The from best there.
1: comparison I can compare that game to it that is Munster at his best. Munster on That is Munster yeah. level.
0: Yeah. Was, on absolutely Omo. outstanding. Yeah. Especially
1: given um his partner did sweet fuck all. Uh he did. I it was okay. Yes. But Moses was um MIA
0: for a lot of this. But yeah, he looked like he was going to tear the Titans apart in the back half. And I, I actually thought they were going to win by a couple of tries. Because every time he touched the ball, he just broke holes. Left, right and centre. Um, probably didn't help that Lane was a bit quiet and sort of been a little bit more involved. And, but yeah, um, there just wasn't that sort of second option once he did break the line. There wasn't that many people following him through, yeah. which has been a um a, a constant gripe of mine realistically because it's probably one of the easiest things to do is just, you know, when you see there's someone on fire and your job is to be a support player, you just follow him all day. There should have been a message sent out 10 minutes into that second half, just get around Dylan Brown, provide him options everywhere you can. And I I think they probably would have have won by three or four tries. They didn't do it. Um, They almost got away with it. I thought Cartwright and Lane were okay. uh, So it was... Although, but um, they they missed the trick in dummy half. Their halves, their dummy halves were horrendous in this game. Yeah, even Watson was very poor, and Hands wasn't even, wasn't any better. Well, it's funny because it when Hands no. came
1: on, uh, I was like, oh, here we go, and mm. I couldn't actually couldn't even tell you remember him doing much but shovelling ball. And to be honest, yeah,
0: absolutely, um, they didn't look like doing anything until the ball got out somewhere near Dylan Brown. Funnily yeah. enough. <laughs> um, yeah, Cairo was okay. Tannazini, uh, I thought was strong. I um, mentioned him last week and probably the week before. He's yeah. ball, his running game's really good at the moment. He's um he's a threat most of the time when the ball's around him. And so with Gutherson, apart from being sent off for ten minutes, to 10 minutes um, Madison was awesome. I thought he was. Uh, I think he needs to come back and start playing eighty minutes.
1: I can only assume that um it's a fitness thing because I don't know why he's not.
0: I don't know if it's twenty minutes to start the game in the middle and then go to an edge for the next sixty, or the opposite way around and get Hopgood to do the dirty stuff for twenty minutes and then Madison comes in and yeah. tries to sort of play some ball in I'm, the middle
1: of the field. But I'll, like I would have thought, my starting point here uh, would be to assume that I'm going to try and get eighty minutes out of all three of them and then work mm-hmm. backwards and then go. Yeah, back, absolutely. Bulk up your props so you can give RCG a bit more mm-hmm. rest, give Paul a bit more rest, and then go. And Macatal is actually in pretty good form.
0: Yeah, and, then, and they, they, they pushed Ogden off the bench for some
1: reason after a really good performance last yeah. week. Yeah, so right. get, get back to, you know, once you get RCG back, get back to bolstering your front row and just work on them having... Betrayed. I'd be
0: starting Madison on an edge for half an hour, give him, you know, the time to feel into the game and then swapping him with Hopgood. Yeah. And then letting him do the that nasty stuff in the middle of the field, create offloads, and Hopgood just lays down the lines on the, you know... Does what back row do doing, runs good strong lines out there. Yeah, but um, to me that was sort of where they they missed a trick at the start of the game. One to thirteen for the Titans was. Fucking tremendous! I don't think there was a player out there in the starting lineup that put in a poor performance. I thought they were all really good. Jaden
1: Campbell Um, needs to be starting in first grade somewhere when AJ's back. Yeah, absolutely. Whether it's in this team, whether it's I think
0: that's why they keep him there because they're not sure how often they're going to have AJ on the field. Like you have a look at his career, man; he's been injured a lot. I would almost I know he's small. I would almost
1: go as far as start getting Campbell ready to take over from Kieran Foran in a couple of years. Mm. And just leave a- AJ. leave AJ. At- I know they tried it last year. It was it was okay, mm, but I yeah, think I feel like there's more ball playing in Campbell, and actually having Campbell put AJ through holes. Mm. AJ's a great, one of the best in the comp for line break, like just hitting the
0: right hole at pace and then off he goes. And there's potential to have Campbell probably be slightly bigger than AJ really. Yeah, if you put the weights into him and whatever, yeah, yeah he would be he's got a bit frame, more of a robust. He's got the frame. He's, well, he's, got, he's shown that he's a bit more
1: robust than yeah. AJ. So, but and, like his dad managed to play in the front line his whole career, so almost. Yeah, it wasn't the worst. Like he so, missed, you know, missed a few tackles here and there, but that's what happens. Yeah, but you, you know, you get that. You get that. I, <laughs> I, I, I think that um, that if you're going to keep him here, that would be where I, I might be. I would be starting to think because I feel like he's probably got more hmm. more ball playing in him. I think we don't even see the best of him. But
0: well, he'd be a he'd be a starting fullback
1: for most clubs. six or seven teams. Yeah, not I shouldn't say most, six or seven. At I'm least. Fair.
0: Yep. You know, so I thought Randall was good again. Yes. Uh, a lot of defense. Mo, very good on the attacking side of the
1: ball. Do you have the um, Mo song? I don't have it on my, it must be on
0: your podcast. Yeah, I think it's on this one. I'd have to go find That's it. Fine. <laughs> I have to play it right now. Um, the back five were all dangerous at times. Um, Kelly and Kelly was very good. Jojo Fafita was was um, also very good. And Cam Pereira, they were probably the standouts to the back five, but I don't think any of them had a bad game. Um, the halves are very good. Boyd would play a fantastic game. I thought he's, keep, again, he's keeping game and control and this one was fantastic. And Tino and Dave Feeder were the difference. Yeah. Through the middle of the field. They absolutely dominated when those two were going tit for tat, one after the other, through the middle of the field. They're as close to Carrigan and Haas as anybody else had gone. Yeah. Chuck Moe in there. him. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, Dylan Brown was the best player on the field.
1: Those, those three should be in the Queensland squad. Simple as that. You're surprised if they're not. Yeah, you couldn't like you know. There's blokes you can't be picking. Well, obviously, Nana. I'd argue Mo
0: may not get a spot just because they've got Carrigan and has to plug do in there as do. well. And yeah. they seem to like Flegler. Osburgh is the, the hot tip at the moment as well. Yeah, <laughs> and and, and Collins. So. They they pick yeah. and stick, don't they? Yeah, uh, but I, I can't would take, take Nana. feeder missing a spot?
1: Yeah. Now, yeah. Cotter's there. They'll pick Cotter. They, they like who they've got. is one of their
0: first picked, anyways. Yeah.
1: Still, yeah. Doing well. I agree. Three to mm. Brown, two to Feed at, one to Foreign.
0: Yeah, I had um, Foreign or Tino, but yeah, give it a point. Give it one. The, the, the way they started the game, the tough, old, the tough old rooster. Yeah. Whatever the other superlatives that they chucked <laughs> in there through. There's gave him three or four different names by the end yeah. of the game. But... <laughs> uh,
1: um, cool. That's it. Any any final takeaways from the round? You
0: know, it was what it was. There's a lot of kicking in, in behind the line, which um, seems to be a common theme up at um, SunCorp, uh, which I, I think you're going to see a lot more of. Expect um, maybe even a little super coach tip if you go and if your team's going up to SunCorp. Looks for the guys with a really good short kicking game because there seems to be a lot of try assists with people coming off the line and not being able to turn around and get back. So if you've got someone with a good short little grubber, you're going to probably get a couple of try assists out of particularly out of that every game.
1: Particularly if you're playing against the Dolphins and they've got uh, Valance playing because uh, <laughs> God bless him, but I, something they didn't do—he's going to like we saw. We've seen if, you know you come boring on the scene and teams work you out, it'll start happening. They'll turn him Don't around. Think-
0: I think just one. about every game had at least one, probably two little grubbers in behind the line for tries. Yep. And it's a common thing up there, whereas de- definitely at one end of the field, which they all talk about, gets no sun and it's very slippery, but it's always very slippery up there, especially of a night game. So if you've got someone up there on a night game, your good little halves and five eights with the short game game are probably looking at for tries. Good shout. Got a pot plant. I haven't even looked at this, to be honest. That's right. Um, I'm going to... give me a
1: minute. Yeah, right. I'm going to throw <laughs> out Xavier Coates because uh, I'm just not sure he's with us this season. So, uh, yeah, got shown up a little bit there. But he's not alone in that Melbourne team at the moment. No,
0: absolutely not. Pop plant, David. Yeah, well, mine was Um I'm Very unimpressed. I mentioned it during the recap of the show. I think He had six runs in 80 minutes. He did make 16 tackles, but he missed four of them and had two errors as well, and he just really seemed completely uninterested in doing any hard work at all. So, um, yeah, very close to the worst performance of the round for mine. Yeah, no, uh, hard to argue. You got a slap for us? Yeah, Kelma Tualangi, Um Another one who played 80 minutes. He had eight runs in 80 minutes for a back rower. That's nowhere near good enough. And um, made 23 tackles, missed... Missed five of them. I think two of them led to tries and made um, three errors on the back of that as well. So. Uh, I'm going to slap. And we know he can be better.
1: Yes. Well, speaking of knowing him better, I'm going to slap the Roosters. They've been just <laughs> pretty ordinary all bar one game this year. And, uh, the attack's
0: been atrocious. Uh,
1: I'm going to hope that they can get their shit together because otherwise they won't be playing finals footy this year. No. Uh, simple salute for me. I'm going to salute Magic Round. Love it. I love the concept. I love what they're building up there. Uh, it's b- built year on year. They'll sold out each day this year. And uh, the coverage is fantastic. And can't wait to get up there next year.
0: Um, Jerry Jeremy Marsh King, another one yep. we take praise on in the previous show. Uh, 45 tackles, only missed two of them. Three tackle bars, a try assist. And he's a part of all the good things that happened for that Dolphins team. And his service is as good as anybody had coming up at the moment. So he's... um. Really pushing himself as one of the best bookers running around. Good shout! Uh, we've made it through technical
1: difficulties, Barn. Well done. I will. Uh, well, we'll be back very shortly to look at round eleven as we're on the Poor road hamster. to Origin now. He's dead now, uh, <laughs> and we will check out Rugby League merch, of course. Check out PCTC tipping comps, and we will be back soon to preview what's going on this week. Bye, guys.